Hey friends, Coach Shelby and Coach Christine welcoming you in and letting you know it's time for Brunch Quick Bites Edition, where you can grab your miles with a side of smiles, take them on the run midday, in the afternoon, or maybe a late night snack attack. And while you may have guessed it from the title, this running Quick Bites is going to be a little bit more estrogen filled. So if that is not your cup of tea, that is a-okay. You can go ahead and circle back to some of our other episodes because today we're talking about running with your period. And we are going to have a face-off of friendly competition, pads versus tampons. And we're starting with this one because I think it's safe to say Everybody has used one of these products at one point in their life. And other products that we're going to be going over in this Running Your Period series may be new. So this, uh, as everything else at brunch, is going to be a healthy debate because, no surprise, Christine and I are on different teams, we shall say. We, we definitely are, though I have to say I've utilized both these products because, again, they are probably the most traditionally easily found or I think of, um, at least here in the U.S. from a societal standpoint, they're the ones that most people would think of or you could just find anywhere. Usually for us that maybe have a little bit of that junior high trauma of having to go to the school nurse to ask for products, you would find likely that you would have been given one of these two products. So we're going to go right into it and go into menstrual pads versus tampons and I think that once I made the turn into tampons, I didn't look back. Like pads were just something I was not going to go back to using because it, to me, caused so many issues. And that was pre me becoming a runner. So I came to running after I had already made that transition to utilizing tampons. So I'm fascinated with this conversation and can't wait to hear more about it. (laughs) Well, you had said that you've never run with a pad ever, ever, which I find mind-blowing. Yeah, not even a liner. Yeah. mm -mm, Oh, you live life on the edge. Yeah. No. So for me, um, again, I I do recognize that I'm lucky in the fact that when my menstrual cycle, when I was in full, like that age of my life before I hit perimenopause, I was incredibly regular. Like I could almost time it to the hour of the day that I was going to start. So I knew when to have products with me uh, usually. And again, this is something that you kind of, I would say later on in life, when I first started, I had no clue what was going on. But yeah, once I knew like my cycle and I do, I do still track actually and started tracking pretty consistently. It was just easy for me to know. And when I started running, it was easy for me to plan and know what was going to happen. See, I hate tampons. I hate them with a passion. Um, From the discomfort standpoint, but also I am terrified of forgetting them which I have done or thought I had done. I had to go to the OBGYN and get checked to make sure that there wasn't one, you know, just hanging out for a free ride. But I literally send a text every time I put a tampon in and take it out so that that way I don't forget. Yes, I'm neurotic. Yes, that is the truth. But you know what? Sometimes we just got to do what we do. So I say we go into it. I'm going to share one of my biggest pros about pads. You cannot forget them. 
there is no way that you're leaving one up there and just going about your day. I would wholeheartedly agree with that, which is probably <laughs> my biggest con about the pad, which is you literally cannot forget them. You feel it in every aspect of everything you do. And I know that science has made some great, wonderful things. We're putting people into space continually, like, like actually, like we could just book a flight out to space nowadays and get pads, although they're better than when I first started using them, still are clunkier for me. But tell me more as to <laughs> how you experience running with them. So I will say it's not the most pleasant experience running mm -hmm. with a pad, especially during those extra sweaty months. Chafing happens, which mm -hmm. is a big con because they get all up in your grill and they move a lot. But with that being said, I don't have to worry about changing them on my run because they're just there. They're absorbing. They're doing the work. I don't have to think about how long I've had them in, if the absorption's going to stop. It's just, it's there. It's literally a liner, even if it's a little bit heavier than a liner. And I go for the Mac Daddies. I have the overnight ones on all the time. I don't do any of those delicate little ones. They don't do anything for me, guys. So... Is it safe to say, and I'm sorry to say it this way, and if it's offensive, please let me know. You're running with a diaper, my friend. Basically. <laughs> okay. Basically. Listen, I gave birth and then wore diapers for I don't even know how many weeks. So my threshold for it now, postpartum, is feel like way higher. It may, be, it may be more comfortable to run with a diaper. But okay, that granted, we didn't add this to the particular products. But if anybody has decided to use a, a product like this, we would love to know. Um, okay. <laughs> So you don't have to change them um, as often, I would say, clearly, because yes. probably it, it catches whatever it needs to catch for that time period. And does it does it alter your running stride? It could. I okay. will say the caveat, it could, because they do move, especially if you make a lateral movement to avoid an obstacle or what have you. Things shift. Things, again, get stuck up in there. There's nothing worse than having the sticky part of the pad go up your butt. And I don't mean that to be really out there, but it's true. Like, it gets stuck and you feel it and then it rubs and you don't want to get the wedgies going. Um, so it can chafe and mm -hmm. it can get up all in areas and the one thing you do have to be careful of is after your run you have to change it right away you actually should be doing this for your underwear in general because right. it holds all the sweat yes. and everything because yes. you can help uh get a yeast infection or even a uti so just think of it the same like you would your other running clothes you do not want to sit in that mm -mm. for even really half hour, you want to go ahead and get that out, get that dry. Mm -hmm. um, it's not even a bad idea to dry yourself down in your undercarriage area. So again, it's not holding that sweat because again, that can lead to different infections and a whole lot of extra nonsense you're not prepared for. Yeah, I think it's a good practice. So friends, I have never been shy about the fact that I like to go for runs, not necessarily in my area. When I get really bored of my same exact running routine, I'll travel for runs and having a change of clothes for us Female runner specifically is almost um, imperative. It's not just like it's a comfort level at that point. It's imperative because we don't want to um, tempt the fates of potentially introducing bacteria that can, as you said, get a yeast infection or UTI. And God knows uh, neither of those are comfortable. So, oh, yeah. No. Okay. So you hit it. I have to be honest, coach. The cons seem to be more 
<laughs> more heavily weighed than the pros. But it feels like to me that the pro for you is so importantly like vast that it, it like it weighs and that balance scale, you're happy to to let it overweigh all of the cons. Well, and the uncomfortableness is topical. It's mm-hmm. not internal, which is my biggest thing because pads are universal. They mm-hmm. are in essence one size fits all because they're laying on the outside, not going up, up and in where there's different sizes, different shapes, different trajectories. So I can get an overnight pad, put it in my underwear and I'm done. I don't have to think about, okay, is my flow heavier? Is it lighter? It's just, it's one less thing, one less variable I have to worry about to where, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this with tampons. There's different sizes. There's different applicators. There's, there's more things I have to think of and ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. There, there is no doubt on that. So with tampons, are, are you ready? Do you feel like you've, you've represented your, your pros and cons? Oh gosh, yes. I don't I really don't like tampons, so I'm really interested how this next conversation is gonna go. But you're 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 team tampon, so you go ahead. So team tampon. I mean, (laughs) I I was even born in Tampa, so I think I'm a tamponian. Oh gosh. She went there, fellas. I did. I did. I think we lost the fellows. We lost the Met, period. (laughs) 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 Way back when. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, so incredibly convenient. That is the number one thing for me. I just can't <laughs> hop it on in and go out for my run, go about my day and not necessarily worry about uh, about it as much. Now, I do understand what you're saying. Yes, nowadays we are so busy. We have so many things going on. I have had that thought. Did I forget it? Do I need to change it? Because it does feel so convenient. There's times that you don't even feel it. So for that, I can completely understand that is something that has to be. And I feel like most females have to figure a practice that works for them so they can get around that. So um, maybe it's having the applicator, like leaving one out, knowing that you've got to change it out. Um, Like I have a little place in my bathroom where I would put it on so I could see like, oh, I need to. I haven't changed or I have changed, whatever the case may be. So I could see that would be a concern. I love the convenience of the fact that it also has a variety of flow protection. So I usually get the um, pack that allows me to have everything from light flow days to those heavy flow days. I think I have more of a, what I would consider, when I was younger, I had a much heavier flow, but I no longer do. So I probably can just get away with like regular absorption with sometimes needing a little bit of heavy. And actually I do love the light flow ones as well. For me, it's also the fact that it minimizes chafing. Um, you do have, of course, the the thread to be able that little to be able to pull it out. So that's something that you need to take, take in consideration for your running. I actually cut it so that I don't have that extra fabric um, chafing or rubbing or any of that stuff. I want to be able to minimize that as much as possible. I also feel like a big pro is that you can go, I thought you could go longer than pads, but it sounds like not. Cause you're saying you could go out for a run for indefinitely, basically. Well, like, I mean, what's, what's the longest time you have, you can go without changing your pad. I mean, I don't think I've ever changed my pad during a run. I'm pretty sure. I, th- I think I even maybe did a half marathon with a pad. So if I remember what, correctly. What's like, do you have an, like a time frame, like maybe two or three hours is the longest you've gone? To me, the limit doesn't exist. I so just let it go. If you're like, going for a marathon on your period, would you like let it go for five hours? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. I would feel I like it would get so gross with sweat, like that it would not absorb anything at that point. I mean, at that point, I think you kind of go into like free bleed territory. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the best. Like, I'm not saying this is science fact. I'm just saying okay. if I'm going out for a run in a pad, I'm not doing anything until I get back and I'm done. Okay. To where with a tampon, I would be terrified of toxic socks toxic shock syndrome. Yeah. So there's no doubt that you have to change. And that is a con where I think though for any female feminine hygiene product, that may be a con that you're going to have. Well, no, we'll be discovering some, or we'll be talking about some later on in this series that you don't necessarily need to worry about, but you need to pack an alternative. You need to pack a few other choices. Um, again, going back to that Ziploc bag. So it's usually where I would always utilize a Ziploc bag to protect or try to waterproof or sweatproof my tampon so I could throw it into my my um, pocket and be able to utilize it. I also would highly suggest that, um, and I know that feminine wipes are very, very controversial regarding Im- impacting your pH balance, but realistically, I like to have a product where I can just kind of clean both my hands and the um, area that I'm changing because I don't want to introduce additional bacteria when I have to change on the run. So I think that is a big con. You have to take it in consideration. You may not have access if during a race to wash your hands. So you have to pack all of these things to be making sure that you are able to change your tampon and still not introduce any additional bacteria. Um, and, and that sounds kind of out there, but it's actually very practical. I'm thinking I think at my New York City Marathon, I had I ran on my period and after high-fiving three bazillion young kids oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah, you don't want to go into the porta potty and change without cleaning your hands and get, the entire process needs to to be thought through. So there is no, a little no, bit no. More, more logistics. <laughs> I have a but, hack with this. Uh, Wear a pad and don't go in the porta potty. Done. <laughs> you can't you're not going to be able to do that for these big city. New York City literally was a 12-hour day. You cannot Challenge wear accepted. a pad. You can't wear a pack. Girl, then you need to just like admit yourself to a local clinic right afterwards because you're going to have the UTI from absolute the worst <laughs> UTI ever. Um, oh, my so God. No, I don't I don't think that that's not a hack. Please do know, friends, don't utilize that hack. Don't come at time for brunch for TFB Productions. If you use that, <laughs> that's, that's a shell. That's a coach Shelby special hack that only I can use. We do yeah. not advise this. Yeah. I know. I will say I hate the tampons, but I have used them for I did it for my triathlon, which I will say pre-recording. I had said this to Coach Christine. <laughs> I think we had a giggle fest for at least five minutes. But the only reason I used a tampon is because an open water swim in the ocean. <laughs> and I was terrified a shark was going to come and get me. Um, Yeah, and I don't think that's also an approved actual scientific hack. I don't think that just because we use a tampon that maybe (laughs) all of a sudden... The sharks don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I I think, though, that's something that I could see logistically, but not necessarily actually practical. However, yes, there is that aspect as well for different athletic endeavors where a tampon may be more convenient if you're hitting the water. Um, There's also... The biggest con, though, I would say about tampons is that they can be uncomfortable when you need to change it. Your body will let you know. Uh, So it's very important to be aware that you need to change it. And if you're in a lighter flow and using too high of an absorbency, it could also be uncomfortable uncomfortable to either insert or to have it in. So those are no doubts on that. Now, between tampons and pads, if we're going from a cost comparison, pads are the lower cost. 
version. They're both incredibly expensive. There's no doubt about it. If you were to accumulate it over the, the cost over your lifetime, neither of these are budget friendly over the lifetime, but of course, kind of part of what you have to deal with as being a female. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. And I do think the uncomfortableness for tampons for me definitely is probably the second con uh, highest on my list next to forgetting about them. But for the triathlon, it did make a lot more sense. I did almost cancel and not do my triathlon, to be honest, because I had my period. Mm-hmm. I was really nervous about the swim. Again, just because of the shark thing. Yes, we might be cavalier here in Florida, but we still come down to earth every once in a while. And it's not like I was going to go into the water and there was a big neon sign that said, hey, she's out her period, please come here. But it was a, it was a concern and I did almost cancel. I debated it up until actually the night before. And then I told myself I was being a little silly and made myself go. But that also does not mean that I checked behind myself for 15 million times in my couple meters swim. And then I wouldn't it's like, well, I just have to be a little bit faster than the other swimmers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually all of the critters stay away during these open water swims anyway, because there's so much activity and so many people. But yeah, it's important to to take into account that as females, we do have to take in different factors and it could kind of play with your mind a little bit. Um, if we're going to talk about cost, it does appear that the cost of pads is about $40 annually and tampons are about $60 annually, though I don't know that these prices are keeping up with current inflation trends. So Mm-mm. again, they can both add up for sure. I do um, suggest though that for females that need these products that they go to the big box stores, go ahead and stock up because it's not like you don't know that it's not coming again. Um, it's coming it's around the mountain. Hey, it's coming around the mountain. So again, we're going to keep talking about all of these different products. We have some other ones coming down the pike in this series because there are more options than what we maybe just had accessible to us when we were growing up. Because I think pads and tampons was pretty much it for me when I was growing up. So there's more, there's more products available to us and they definitely can vary in their cost. We want to hear from you guys though. Tell us what products do you like? Some of your best practices, some of your little hints and tricks and tips, because honestly, this is a conversation that needs to be had so that we can help each other out, you know, help your fellow, your female athlete runner. If you have any questions about this with us, feel free to reach out to us at info at timeforbrunch.com or join us for our workshop. We're very excited about it since we'll be talking about this and so much more from just the menstrual cycle, postpartum, perimenopause and menopause and how it affects your running performance on July 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have the link in the bio, but give yourself a high five, folks. Make sure you rehydrate and refuel regardless of where you're at in your cycle. And while you're recovering and resetting for your next run, we'd appreciate if you'd take the time to subscribe and rate time for brunch or share it, share it with some of your female friends that maybe are having these conversations and questions themselves. Don't forget to come back for our long brunch. And of course, quick bites next week. We're going to keep this series going. See you again when it's time for brunch. We're going to keep serving up more miles with a side of smiles.